Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, true crime fans, have you listened to Wine and Crime yet? We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by three childhood friends who chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash our worst Minnesotan accents. Each week, us gals pick a true crime topic and pair it with a delicious wine before delving into the background and psychology behind the crime. Then we share and speculate wildly about a couple of bonkers cases related to the topic. Past episodes include necrophilia, cults, Crimes of passion, cruise ship disappearances, exorcisms gone wrong, all this over a bottle of wine, or let's be real, three. Listen anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wine and Crime Pod, and check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. Cheers! over my favorite murder <laughs> who are playing down the road <laughs> thank you very much and I'm jo- of course I'm joking you just couldn't get tickets right <laughs> we couldn't either that's why we're doing the, the show <laughs> I would like to introduce my fellow drunk detectives we have been pre-gaming for a long time so I'm sorry. I really committed to the brand tonight I'm like I have to say words um, first <laughs> I would like to introduce a woman whose voice gets so high-pitched when she's drunk that she breaks her own wine glass. It's Katie Wilkins. (laughs) And to my right, a woman whose voice gets so low when she's drunk that sometimes monks join in. It's (laughs) Anna George. We are recording two episodes tonight. Woo! 
talk about being a part of history. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so now so it's good. I mean, history to an American is a very relative term. So <laughs> we use it in the loosest possible sense. Right. So if you've listened to the podcast, you know that at the beginning, we describe what drunk women solving crime is by comparing a drink with, a, you know, a, a crime words. So I'm going to go with this. And guys, this might just be a little hint about our case. What is drunk women solving crime? Well, this is where chartreuse meets tight noose. (laughs) This is where Kier meets fear. Uh And this is where champagne meets real pain. (laughs) Thank you. Pathetic. Pathetic. (laughs) It's a true crime podcast with a twist. Oh, Oh, right, without further ado, Manchester I'm... gets it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the hip happening place we should be. <sighs> Yay! Can I just, I'm sorry, but Katie came out and she took off her coat and we hadn't seen what she was wearing. She's like, guys, I got a showbiz top. Because <laughs> it has sparkles. some sparkles on it. That used to mean just covered in an XX jizz. So. <laughs> Might be cut out of the podcast, I'm not sure. No. I, I, I'm I finding think, a level, aren't we? I think that's the right time to segue to our guest. Please introduce to the stage comedian writer Katie Mulgrew! Hey, Katie! Woo! Katie, Hi. thank you for coming. Hi. Thanks for chasing with jizz. Yeah. <laughs> it feels quite fitting because I, I have. The you got some jizz in there. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's it's you know it's it's six months later. Jizz. <laughs> yeah. I the way just God for intended. the listeners. <laughs> I feel like we should um, clear this up. So as you can see, Katie will not be drinking tonight because so she's sad. already drunk with child, um, uh, which is a spinoff podcast is, that we're releasing in a few months. Katie, yeah. thank you so much for coming. You can yeah. get drunk on whatever you want. You've brought sweets. I brought so. yeah. I brought. Well, yeah, I just brought chocolate, Nature's milky alcohol. bar, a Diet Coke. So if anyone tweets like, she was drinking caffeine, <laughs> she's a child. Yeah, Take I genuinely thought away. that like, the white wine was for you, and they're like, white wine for some reason is okay. <laughs> and that was like, well, we put it near us, Katie, I guess. I did ask somebody yeah. if I did it in my eye, would it? Would that be okay? Yeah, right? <laughs> like, it doesn't get metabolized. <laughs> but that's like drunk sl- slow it down. <laughs> that's fine. I've heard that's fine. Bad. I'm just going to smash. I'm going to smash through some, some milky bar Katie, buttons. you get high on milky bar. Yeah. Sponsor us. Okay, I mean, Katie. It's, it's not like we it's... always We always kick it off with this question. Katie, have okay. you ever been victim of a crime? Um. <laughs> <laughs> the milky bar buttons were a bad choice. I... <laughs> I've been burgled loads. Ooh, loads. Quite a lot. Like every house I think I've lived in, I've been burgled. Wow. Think it's the same guy. We got to go. Imagine. Is it the father? <laughs> He's like, well, the shit's getting better. The older she gets, the more money she has. <laughs> the, wor- the worst one was, uh, I think, in my family home when I was 17, because I, <laughs> I walked into it. <gasps> they were still there. They were doing it. Oh, shit. But I was so drunk, I didn't realise. <gasps> oh, that's genuinely true. I was so hammered. I've been on a night out. Uh, oh my god! And I got the night bus home, and it was about half two in the morning. And I got in. But <laughs> like, I don't know whether anyone here has been this drunk. But have you been this so drunk that you narrate what you're doing <laughs> to yourself? Yes. Yeah. So, so I, I, I think that's it. what this is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I was singing as well. I remember Holy this. Shit. I was like, I'm going to have some Coke Pops. It's going to be sweet. <laughs> and and you, how do you remember this? I remember it because I was so mortified when I had to tell police officers the next morning what oh had happened. Oh, my God. And I like, got a bowl out. I was like, oh, it was such a great time with Coke Pops. And I went to the utility room. <laughs> and this is the, you're all going to just be like, you're such a fucking idiot, Katie. <laughs> The police officers were so lovely next morning, but they were, they actually, like, one of them guffawed, like, while she was writing her on a pad, she was like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can you just repeat again why you weren't suspicious that there was no window pane? Wow. So I, I was walking through the utility room and I felt a breeze. <laughs> and I turned around and there was no window. Wow. The window was gone. Wow. There's no glass anywhere smashed. So I was, this is how I was so drunk, so drunk. <laughs> I just stared at it for ages. <laughs> just 
head out onto someone's window. <laughs> so why is there no window? Where's the, like the there should be a window. Where's the like where's the glass? That's the main part of the most important ingredient for windows is glass. But where where was the glass? I, I don't. I still don't so know. I think had, they'd removed they it. They had some special oh, like, like equipment. Ooh, like, gentlemen burglars. I like that. Um, wow. And then I just in my head went, ah, oh, must fall out. <laughs> <laughs> my mum was cleaning <laughs> alright and then I, I turned around and in the garage the door of the car was open with the light on so oh, fuck's sake mum ah! poor mum <laughs> she's getting all the shit um, because it was just me uh, my siblings were off and my dad was off working so it was just me and my mum in the house and so I went into the garage and I closed the door so I was like, yeah. okay electricity turn the door and then um, I just dicked about for like 40 minutes I think I played the sims <laughs> hello 2000s and these guys uh, are still in the house they, like, so the next day they were like because I went to bed and then my mum woke me up and went we've been, we've been robbed we've been burgled wow. Every, everything's gone <laughs> apart from the cocoa <laughs> pots and the pieces <laughs> gone <laughs> yeah they just left the cocoa pots <laughs> as a warning <laughs> and it was just me being like in bed going no they ha- no we haven't because I oh oh that was why man. there was no window <laughs> That's why there was no window. Wow. But yeah, apparently they think the police officers were like, well, they were in the garage, obviously, because it was all dark wow. apart from that one little light and the car light. And then when I shut it, it was all dark. So like they were in, they were there. Shit. They were just waiting for you. It's like cheeky bastards. <laughs> I, mean, I was angrier than that. But things, and that, that freaked me out a lot because I was thinking, oh yeah. my God, if I hadn't been drunk and I had have noticed them. Yeah. So my, one of my brothers was very sweet. The other, my other brother and sister were like, you're a dick. <laughs> um, one of them was like, oh, it's a good job you were so drunk. Because, you know, if you would have stumbled upon them, something might have happened to you. And, but yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. you'd, have, you'd have actually you'd have been a credible threat to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wait till she puts the bowl and spoon down. <laughs> Don't know what she's going to do with it. Oh, man, I would give anything wow. to see the faces of people who have broken in and just hear this crazy Coco person like, at Coco Pops. Oh, shit, Coco Pops, And then just staring oh, at a fucking window. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely staring at it. They were like, she's high they were like she's on something and I wasn't I was just delightfully drunk much like you and the James Acaster <laughs> podcast Katie <laughs> very much that vibe that's oh, why we need like dash like you know dash cams mm. like that would have been good because you could have had that recorded if that was now yeah you know we could have oh, seen yeah. that you could put that on YouTube made a bit of made yeah. a bit of bumps yeah I know but then it's just it's embarrassing isn't it <laughs> <laughs> if we could hear the song though I really want to hear the song <laughs> don't have freestyle the just you know just, wow. it's organic <laughs> they could have so, joined in and I probably would have fucking noticed they could have so, been like like the chorus <laughs> we're like oh I've got some pips oh, it's amazing <laughs> well, I sound great in the, the acoustics are great in here I sound great drunk <laughs> so Katie obviously you were an invaluable asset to the force that was your family that night and we always <laughs> we always ask what would you say if the perpetrators were here in the room um, but this is an interesting one <laughs> kind of want to know what they'd say to her like (laughs) fucking hell mate like (laughs) but just for fun if they were here what would you say Um, well, well. Apparently, we know who it is. They said they oh, knew they who it was. Him. Well, they couldn't arrest him because they didn't have any evidence. But apparently, it was some blokes that lived on the next street. No. Oh, because they dumped the car a couple of streets. Wow. Um, so I probably wouldn't be like, "You're right, mate." Oh man. <laughs> so you probably literally saw them two days later, and we're like, "Oh." <laughs> I think the, the weirdest bit, right? So. <laughs> This is a bit weird. So my dad is a comedian and all the shows he's been in, it's a bit weird, but their house, like my mum and dad now live in a little cottage, but they still do it now, but they did it then where they just got all of the shows my dad's ever done and all the paraphernalia and all the souvenirs and like memorabilia with his face on it all over the house. <laughs> so I always kept thinking if someone's robbing the house, they'll be like, they'll know who they're robbing. Right. Or they'll be like, this Biggest person. <laughs> is like a bit weird <laughs> we should probably after we rob this place call the police <laughs> and tell them I don't know what's worse really is it like being a famous person that's like I'm just going to put this absolutely everywhere in my own home or being the scary person that is the obsessive yeah I'm not yeah. really sure it's very it's, it's one to ponder thank you so much Katie for sharing that amazing tale I love that you have to be sober tonight but you're like right I'm going to tell my best drunk story. yeah 
Yeah, that is just awesome. show you. I want to show you all I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Oh, amazing scenes. And it's that a lesson awesome. to make sure you're drunk so you can avoid crime. Are you yeah. ready to crack on with a bit of true crime? Yeah. This is the part of the podcast where I will, I'm the only one with the details of this true crime case, and my fellow detectives will try to unravel it, kind of like a quiz. Ooh. Sounds disrespectful. <laughs> Sounds tasteless. Tell me more. <laughs> All right, so guys, this case involves a bisexual opera singing sword fighter. Again? (laughs) Or as I like to call it, a typical dating profile in Manchester. (laughs) I spent a bit of time here. Okay, so my first question is, with these details, when and where are we? A bisexual. Don't look, Hannah's just looking right at my notes. I was like, I believe it's. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's a bisexual opera singing sword, sword fighter. fighter. Europe. <laughs> yeah. Spot on. That's why some people have voted for Brexit. <laughs> so they're sword fighters they're coming over here, stealing out men and women. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I just got it. It's very good. It's very good. Katie was listening. I love that. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> well, you're 100% correct. Does anybody want to hone in more specifically? Um, <laughs> no. Uh, I gave you a little hint at the top with the drinks. Manchester. Ooh, no, you said champagne is France. Yay! Ooh. We are in France, which means trigger warning. There's going to be some really bad accents. <laughs> And pronunciations. I'm so sorry. We've got we've got a lot of listeners in France, and I'm sorry. We love Actually, you. We do have yeah. Bit this, of a humble brag there. Yeah, you know. France, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no big deal. Bonjour. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're laying it on thick and smug, we're also staying at the travel lodge. <laughs> oh baby. We got two rooms. <laughs> I'm did staying with our producer. Did anyone ever order champagne at the Travel Lodge? Oh, man. You could be the first. Yeah. This is the story of <laughs> Julie Daubigny, a.k.a. La Maupin, who was born around 1673 in Paris. Oh, wow. That's ages ago. It is ages ago. I didn't even... <laughs> I blasted through. I didn't want to hear you guys guess numbers. I mean, come on. Let's crack on. She was born into a little bit of privilege. She was the daughter of King Louis XIV's Master of Horses secretary. <laughs> You with oh, me? Man. It's who this goes you know. all the way to the top. It's it's always who you know. It's who you know. <laughs> who knows somebody to, I love the term master of horse though. It made me think of somebody who's like a drug problem, but they are in denial. I just about it. Like, no man, I'm a master of horse, bitch. I love the idea that the master of horse needs a secretary. <laughs> like, he can't keep his own calendar. Come on, he's got all these horses. <laughs> Wait, I see that Bob left at 4.20. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what duties they might have had. Was Bob a name of a horse in your head? Because it's like Trixie or Stardust, isn't it? It's not Bob. Bob the horse. Bob the horse. You have to say Bob the horse. Because you have to bob their tail, so it's like a bob horse. I don't know anything about horses. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know know anything about... I mean, I know know they're an animal. Yeah. (laughs) I've got that high five. I'm such a a real valued member of this team. (laughs) Horses, animals. Next. I'm out of my depth, too. (laughs) I believe it's a reptile. Uh, So his name, this dude who was the da-da-da-da-da, was Count Dalmoniac. Mm-hmm. Oh, yak! Okay. That's not a horse. Yeah. That's like close to a horse. <laughs> Count, sorry, say what was so, his name? Count oh, Dalmoniac. Count, Count Dalmoniac. Oh, that sounds Maybe? lovely. Dermoniac. That sounds like a dessert I'd like to eat. Yeah. <laughs> we could. It does, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. We could rename him to just something we could remember. I'm just going to call him the Count. Okay. What about Dalmoniac? No, don't no, call him the Count. Call him Count. No, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, dummy, I mean, dumb. Maybe dumb, that's what his dumb. best friend's got him. Well, dummy. In a minute. On the dummy to his mates. Dumb. Wait, just dummy. wait it out because right. we might just dumb. call him. Oh, cunt. Dumbles. <laughs> okay. So, fun fact: King Louis the Fourteenth holds the record for what? Most horses, I guess. It's a, <laughs> that is a noble guess. To be the shortest-serving king. 
Okay. Yeah. Most revolutionised. You're thinking along the right. <laughs> only one to get his. Did he get his head cut off? Yeah, he did not. That's oh no, he's the one. only French king to have. Oh no, the wait. Same the revolution was the 1700s, 1800s. <laughs> I love that Katie was saying some really clever shit. I think the revolution was now. No, the revolution, it was was after the American Revolution. um, And it was late 1700s to early 1800s, based on my knowledge of Hamilton. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. That's so much classier that you get your history from Hamilton, because as I've said before, (laughs) mine is from We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. That's how I know. (laughs) Everything I know is from that song. Okay, it's the reverse of what you said, Katie. You were thinking along the right lines. He was the longest reigning monarch in any European sovereignty. He ruled for 72 years, 110 days, which is also how long it feels like Trump's been in office. (laughs) Wait, what age did he take the... Sorry, you don't have that, do you? Back to Julie. (laughs) She lived in Paris and then moved into, uh, moved with the court to Versailles. Uh, Her father was a highly skilled swordsman who taught the court pages along with his only child, Julie. I'm going to alternate between Julie and Julie. Just for fun. Yeah, because if you say Julie, it sounds like someone's auntie. (laughs) Doesn't sound like a cool Parisian, like sword fire. It's like someone's bloody Julie. Bloody Julie. Bloody Julie. (laughs) Turned up again. (laughs) (laughs) Uninvited. So Julie was the only girl who was training um, and she dressed in boys' clothing and trained right alongside the others and became an expert at fencing from a young age. Um, Now at the age of 14, Count (laughs) D-Bag decided it was high time that Julie did what? Get married. Get married. Wow. He was cool until then, wasn't he? He was like, I'll teach you how to sword fight. No. Go yeah. on, mate. Get married. Yeah. yeah. And Boo. they were having sex at the time as well. What? what? He was what? fucking his daughter? No, this isn't his daughter. Oh, wait. Okay, I've missed Hang a on. bit. I'm really confused. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought, Count, why is Count, what, what's Count, Count what? The Who? Count, the Count is the master of horse. So the, the secretary. secretary is her dad. Okay. Oh, what's his name? Oh man, you normally you fuck the secretary, but you fuck the secretary's daughter, which is like that's so much Wait, worse. Wait, so her dad's boss is fucking her? Yes. Okay. That's guys, worse. Look, and is it's that worse? Like, it's no. the horse dude. It's the same. Is, it's the same. The guy that's into the horses. <laughs> it's worse if it's incest. <laughs> There's like, like drunk women solving crime is not a good thing. Like, is this real or is this is this one of those erotic this novels that like you get on Amazon? <laughs> you got Amazon. You know the ones on Amazon for like one ninety nine. Not that I've um, I have read them because the second trimester you get really horny. Um, <laughs> nobody tells you that. Like I watched so much Pornhub last month. Um, <laughs> Tells pregnant women like when you okay sorry go on yeah honey if you're listening (laughs) not every woman (laughs) oh okay so lies um, (laughs) I know it's it's cringy to hear that but this is uh, this was not unusual at the time 17th century France was a lot like LA in the 1970s it was it was pretty fucking backwards and 80s and 90s and and today yeah so. He finds her husband, they get married, but then basically he just sends them off. Like they get her married because that's what you're supposed to do and then they just send him off as a tax collector and he's never mentioned again. It's the way marriage should be. (laughs) Uh, So presumably this was so he could have Julie to himself. Guys, did she stick around? What do we think? Uh, No. No, I reckon she, she did one. I reckon he learned, well, she must have learned how to ride horses. Yeah. <laughs> she can travel. So she probably just nicked one of the, in my head, she's nicked one of the horses. And, and she's, she's handy with a sword. And nice. then she's like taken a chamber maid and they've just, they've gone into the sunset together. And also yeah. we know that she in history is bisexual. Mm-hmm. And so far we've only heard about that sweet D. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sweet Let's, old Count D. <laughs> Where's the sweet V? That's yeah. what we're waiting for. She, it. of course, <laughs> of course, she doesn't stick around. No, she ran off with a fencing master called Saron to Marseille. I actually feel like I'm nailing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
That was supposed to stay inside my head. <laughs> Coco Pops, Coco Pops, Coco Pops in my bowl. It's really accurate, actually. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, that's giving me PTSD, and that's actually really hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> Roll for really bad memory. <laughs> Now, so she runs off with this fencing master. They're in Marseille, and she is down on her luck for the first time in her life. So, guys, what do you think they did for money? Oh, oh, circus tricks with swords. Okay, yeah, yeah. I will give it to you. No one said circus in the literature, but yes. Okay. They would do fencing demonstrations at fairs and in taverns. So, like, street performers. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) you look really upset about that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. No, like, no, I I, I appreciate it. Garden, <laughs> Edinburgh. It's really hard to walk around Edinburgh. That's all I'm saying. I mean, make a living. They're making the, the Royal Mile That's what I'm really saying. difficult to navigate. But like, I respect you. I love that when you get like you get a little bit intense about something and you pop a Milky Bar in your mouth. It's like she's doing a little shot. That would be time. yeah. That would be the shot. It's amazing. So oh, yeah. By the way, when you finish when you finish that packet, can you like put it on your head like a pine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can. I'll do, I'll do it as well. I'll do it. I'll finish it. Down, down it. Down it. Down it. I want you to attack somebody with the packet like you're glassing, but you're like packaging. <laughs> My, I got, I got packaged in the pub. I can't do the accent. Okay. Um, now, so Julie is still dressing a, as a man at this point, and on, on at least fucking hell, sentences are hard. <laughs> On at least one occasion, a spectator in a tavern didn't believe she was a woman, not just because of the clothes, but because she was so good at fencing. So on one occasion, somebody called her on this and said, no, you're a man, you're a man. What does Julie do? Flash him? She flashes him. She takes off her shirt. She just takes off her shirt, and apparently a silence befell the crowd. (laughs) Now, this was written by a historian, a silence befell, and then I was wondering, like, if you take off your shirt in a pub, do you want silence? <laughs> you don't want complete silence, right? But like you just want like, I think you want like, ooh. <laughs> a slow clap. <laughs> but it's like, like, like the end of Cool Runnings. <laughs> and then eventually the whole pub and then someone's crying like, so brave. <laughs> It's like, you know, like, you know, if you're in a really classy place and someone, which has happened to me twice, when someone smashes a glass and no one cheers, it's like that. It's like a reverence. Yeah, it's like, oh, the breath. It's like, because it's like someone smashed a glass. Whoa, no one's, no one's clapping. So it's like she was in a really fancy tavern. I hate when no one, or when you fall and no one laughs. I hate that shit. (laughs) I hate that so much. I mean, I've had gigs like that. (laughs) (laughs) Just too fancy. Not when I'm taking my top off. Like, well, this is going badly. (laughs) Plan Um, plan B. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they named the morning after pill Plan B. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's not called that here, is it? No. no. Oh my God, that's what it's called in the U.S. Plan B. I don't know what Plan A was. <laughs> plan A like is having plan the kids, the baby. A, but you're like, we no, just call it the B. morning after pill. <laughs> I know. I just realized how fucked up that name is. Plan is. B. I just thought they were winking at it like it was a little joke. Yeah. Oh, plan okay. B. Oh. Anyway. Um, oh no, you're going to be the one that I pat your thigh. I started doing oh, that. Oh, cool. It's about time. <laughs> Julie starts a new career. What do we think that? Career Career is opening letters. Opera singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yes. opera singing. How do you know this? Because you, you said it at the start. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> <laughs> the sober one I'm is paying sober, attention. <laughs> you know what? Someone. You this know is how easy your job would be fun. if we were all sober like Katie. <laughs> you gotta throw some crumbs at your detectives. They have a stressful job. I really did I say that? Oh yeah, of yeah. course I did. <laughs> I love this job. Why would Katie have lied? <laughs> Julie. 
Julie trains and begins singing on stage at the Marseille Opera, and her early appearances were admired especially by a young woman with whom Julie falls in love. Um, what do the parents of this woman do when they suspect she's in a relationship with another woman? Do they explode? Wait, wait, what was this? Like, <laughs> they what was explode. The, I mean, it's pretty homophobic, I guess. <laughs> they what literally was the, what was the question? What do the parents of this young woman who Julie has fallen in oh. love with do when they find out or suspect that she's in a relationship with a woman? They say, we're really cool about it. We march to save the whales. And yeah, like, you do you, baby. Like, yeah. we just, you know, that's... You, so it's you the fly 1600s. your own flag. It's a bon. It's a bon. <laughs> I, I reckon they married her off to someone else. Ooh, or combated her. Well, like, get, the, get the sweet deal. In Save us. <laughs> in a sense, they married her to someone else. They Ooh. sort of married her to God. <gasps> this convent. No, I said convent. They sent her to the I convent. I said convent. You did? I did. This happens every show. I didn't hear you. You just <laughs> tuned convent. me out because I'm so high pitched. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a dog out there just waiting no, to come in. <laughs> I heard you call, Katie. I mean, ironically, if I mean, let's be honest. If we don't think she's a lesbian. The last place you want to send her is a nunnery. Actually, yeah. Right. Oh, pour it, put her, put her in alone with the, all those other women. Especially some of them probably were lesbians as well that got put it's in like the nunnery. Like, not thought this through, dickhead. It's like going, right, you're going to stop smoking by smoking all of these cigarettes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll sit there and smoke them all. I will. Oh. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so we don't we don't know this woman's name. It was never recorded, but she sent off to the convent. What do you think Julie does? Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Goes, oh, goes to the <laughs> <laughs> Just in the opera singer. She sings a pain, man. She trained. You have to she... just do everything as an opera singer. <laughs> Latte. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it. She she says we have to put on a show for the convent, and then oh, and then she's she takes sister her up. <laughs> I love that you're like, like sister act. That would be I'm good. Go on the cover. Yeah. Get her out of the conference. Yeah. Is that where it started? That would be so great. Oh my like, god, actually, I think, I think that was a Riverdale storyline. It's <laughs> so embarrassing that I know that. I've stopped watching it, but I watched it for a while. So <laughs> it it's, is, really, it's a Riverdale. Yay. Yeah. When Tony love gets, like, it's all, I don't know the names. I don't watch it that often. So um, <laughs> this is a safe space for Riverdale. So Julie so basically well. follows her there she enters the convent as a postulate which i had to look up because i was like she, does, she goes in she, she goes, goes in kind of what i she said goes in. i think you should tell <laughs> sorry katie <laughs> you did not say postulate i, I would have noticed that said she goes there she goes there i he think maybe right. like taylor it'd be handy if you told all these people what a postulate means guys I think they <laughs> a postulate is oh wow i didn't write it very scientifically it? i wrote it's basically a pre-nun <laughs> Nun, it's like a nun internship. Some, it's like an internship. Interested in being a nun. It's like where you walk the walk, but do you talk the talk of a nun? Oh, hey, what a pickup line that would be like. Oh, baby, you look pre nun. <laughs> they briefly carry on the affair in the convent. Katie wow. calls it. That's amazing. This is awesome. That's yeah. true love. That is. Well, did I that come up? I don't want anything bad to happen. Yeah. Like, I know something you know bad's going to happen. Or this Actually, yeah, what's the crime? This is not 
of all the stories we tell, this is a pretty happy one. I'll oh, give you a spoiler. Yeah, I mean, there's a slightly downbeat ending, but come on, it's fine. Come on. <laughs> it's not a Hollywood film. I just it's want French. these two kids to be okay. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Julie hatches a plan for their escape, and I, it, I was surprised by it, because I was like, oh, that's a bit elaborate. Um, so I would like to hear before I reveal, tell me your best convent... Oh, what? Escape if you're a plan. nun and you're going to escape, I okay. take a window out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you know what? Like for nuns, like in go go pops. <laughs> <laughs> Julie would Julie would sing it so beautifully. Though. She'd be like, in a convent, the, um, the, the the little place, the bedroom, a nun's bedroom is called a cell. Which is kind of creepy, right? And Ooh. so I kind of, and also I've been in a nunnery and they have like, uh, it didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> and now I do a lot of fucking. But like, <laughs> genuinely, my sister did live in a nunnery in Bosnia for two years. Wow. Um, yeah, mega religious family. And <laughs> hilariously, uh, last year, she's 40, she did come out as a lesbian. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying, guys. <laughs> I, I know about these things. <laughs> How would you get out? Oh, How, you'd do the window. Uh, uh, I would, I'd, uh, I'd pretend to be a priest. <laughs> I Because they'll one. let those guys do uh, quite a lot. Well, they let them get away with quite a lot, don't they? They do. In the nicest possible way. They can use their male priest privilege. Yeah. 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 I've got one. Father, I've got one. what are you wearing? <laughs> Untouchable costume. Okay. I would say, me and this one, us two, we have to go on a missionary to bring some food and potatoes and whatnot to these orphans over here. Oh. Off, off we go, see ya. Day I, trip. Yeah. I like I it. I genuinely thought you meant you and Katie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, are we? When? <laughs> There's no food left. <laughs> she did gesture to her. I she did. I did. She's I very method. Very Katie dramatic. really, she really gets into it. I, I Maybe I'd great escape it. Do you know, or Shawshank Redemption it. Go through the wall. Ooh. Yeah, just a little bit every so often. Mate, that takes <laughs> Over 18 ages. years. <laughs> and then you'd escape and they would make you a saint. Like, that's probably a saint. Like, the saint. Yeah. Ho- saint saint Dufresne. Oh, I'd pretend to be possessed. Oh. I'd be like, oh, the devil's got me. Oh, but then they, they probably go. put leeches on you and stuff, though. What they did oh, was know. not this. foolproof. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not thought good. this properly it's through. Good, to be but it could so. backfire. Okay. So one. <laughs> we, won't, we won't do that. <laughs> when me and you do this. <laughs> when we do this. <laughs> one night, an elgin, elderly is such a difficult word to say. And it's a word that we don't say enough when we're drunk. <laughs> We say the perfect amount. One night, an elderly nun <laughs> dies. So Julie... Oh, oh that's nice. That was really a laundry basket with a corpse. Switcheroo. Yes. So wow. Julie brings the body up to her girlfriend's cell, puts the body in it, and sets it on fire. <gasps> oh, shit. And then while they're all distracted... Well... This they is what I have trouble with, because I'm like, I want to get, I like Julie. That's not an official burial. I don't, <laughs> I get that it's like, oops, Sue, let's call her Sue, girlfriend, <laughs> Sue, like, oops, Sue caught fire and she's gone. Sue but and Julie sound like, like the least sexy yeah, she's ever. French. She's at least called <laughs> Amelie. <laughs> <laughs> or Delphine. Yeah. Because according to all my trickle or textbooks. Delphine. Or Paulette. La Rochelle. I love the drama of the plan, but I don't get the logic of it because somebody's going to remember, like, wasn't there a dead nun as well? Where's her body? And also, even though she's just pre-nun, aren't people going to notice that she's gone? They're faking the death of this other one. They're faking the death of the girlfriend. Uh, Maybe she was like, I'm pre-nun, nobody cares about me. I can go in and out. Oh, maybe they had like a key card and they could just come in and out. (laughs) Did, they, anyway. did anyone get hurt in the fire, though? No one gets hurt in oh, the okay. fire. Um, we didn't start the fire. <laughs> the nun was burning and the girls were running. <laughs> <laughs> She's written that down. She's written, sing now. I have no, no. she hasn't. <laughs> she hasn't did this plan work? Did yes. Work? Yes. Okay. I feel like she she's gets away with it. Yeah, I feel like nuns weren't ready for fire. <laughs> <laughs> They're not taught about fire. Yeah. 
She does not get away with it. And this is where the true crime part comes in. Julie is sentenced to death in absentia. You can't do that to a nun. You can't actually kill anyone. You can't do that. She just cremated someone. She literally did a cremation. Early burial. Disrespectful, but you know. She sentenced. <laughs> I'm really upset. She grabbed a Milky Bar. I love it. Like, ah, really? bullshit. 17th century bullshit. Uh, I might be funny, Sue, but if she's done that for Sue, Sue better not go back to like your dick now. <laughs> well, like, I might be like, you better stay on the sweet V <laughs> because she's gone through all a that. A lot of trouble. Yes, Sue. <laughs> she is sentenced to death in absentia by the Parliament of Provence. But in get absentia? this, she in absentia because she they can't so find her. Oh, okay. But she's sentenced as a man because the guys in Parliament can't accept that it was a woman who would commit arson oh, on a nun and abduct a woman <gasps> from a convent. So she's sentenced as a man. Wow. It does sound really blokey thing to do. It's yeah. <laughs> On the way home from the pub, let's nip in the nunnery. Lads, lads, lads. Who's got a fucking lighter? To unpack it out. Let's get arse and empty out. I'm too drunk to do it. So they do not end up together. Unfortunately, Sue is sent back to her family where I'm sure she was not oppressed at all. Um, I love that that they sent them to a nunnery so she wasn't a lesbian and she comes back like, I kind of said bye to someone. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute though. Now I'm an arsonist. My girlfriend did something really bad. (laughs) Sue was full nun though in the nunnery. Sue was full nun. So is she allowed to like, I, I don't know. I don't even know her real name. I think. Julie. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know loads. Uh, I was raised Catholic. I don't know loads, of loads though. Yeah. But I, I'm guessing that if, um, if you, even if you are full nun, <laughs> if you have participated with your girlfriend oh. uh, in setting another nun <laughs> on fire, on fire um, and then <laughs> trying to pretend that that's you. Is that bad? That's I mean, that's like upon. a few commandments. How? I <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> like not lo- like not all of them. All right. At least two. So it's kind <laughs> of like yeah. an informal kind of prohibition. I think it was like a suspension. <laughs> right. Like you might still get to heaven. So yeah. she was we'll sort of sacked from being a nun. Too many. Or, yeah. yeah. Too many okay. Hail Marys yeah. to count. Ex nun. Julie yeah. moves on. She runs across the country, and one day she's trekking through the countryside, and she very literally <laughs> bumps into a young nobleman called Comte d'Albert. Which sounds like a great cheese. (laughs) Now, he also thinks she's a man, so he immediately challenges her to a duel. Wow. Um, And this is just a little bit of, like, background, bit of color. Julie wounds and beats him in the duel, but then nurses him back to health. Female sword play. (laughs) (laughs) They become lifelong friends. Um, Julie, at this point, returns to Paris to beg Count Darmagnac to arrange for a pardon for her nun arson incident. Wow. Is she pardoned? Oh, because she's on the run. She's on the run. She is on the run. There's a death sentence on her. Oh, well, he's high up. John. I can't work. Okay, so they hate women, so they don't want to pardon her, (laughs) but he's important, so they might do what he wants. But then he might be pissed off with her for running away. But then if he gets to tap that, like, he'll just be like, yeah, whatever you want, like, for some raping. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's not, it's not. Um, This is a family show. (laughs) (laughs) Hannah? I hope there's no kids in here who, like, accidentally didn't go to the circus thing. That's all in there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think he says no, because I think his his, his ego is, I think they pardon her. I think he'd like to have control over her again, and I think he's important enough that he can pardon her. And this is her ex-husband. No. No, her ex bonk. God damn like, it, it's the master of horse. Do I have to do I have to do it? Weird horse guy. Hannah, it's her weird ex coercive sex owner. Horse guy. Oh, we've all yes. been there. You know, okay. like no, horses. they do not like you coming back yeah. to them yeah. with death he stuff. No. Julie, no, no, no. Group this horses. Is... He's all into the grooming. He's a big groomer. It's it Weinstein. I think he he'll find it hot that she was a lesbian for a while. He's into it. He might. He'll probably find it hot that she was a nun for a while. Yes. Exactly. I don't think I think male pride. I don't think so. 
Okay. She is pardoned. That's what yeah, I said. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> I was You may right. have all misheard. <laughs> you were right again. He's a control freak. It's he not wants to own her. It's who you fucked. He can tame he can tame <laughs> this crazy lady That's with why the I don't have a exciting life. <laughs> Married a Welsh guy. Where did that get me? Oh, oh God. <laughs> a membership to Barry Leisure Center? Well. <laughs> is that what he a- calls his dick? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We're under refurbishment at the moment. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Oh my God. So she's pardoned. She's back. She becomes a bona fide star of the Parisian Parisian opera. Nice. The way I said it was. I mean, nice. It's it's working out okay for her. It's nice. It's working out okay. They're not going to kill her. Woohoo. She's appearing in all of its major productions from 1690 to 1694. That was for you, Katie. Thank you. You know what, though? It'd be annoying me if I was in the opera with Julie. I'd yeah. get annoyed with her. You would? Yeah, because like every staff too, be like, oh, Julie's going to tell the arson story again. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah, tell us all about the time you were a nun. Oh, tell us about when you were sword fire again. <laughs> this one time at convent. <laughs> <laughs> I set a person on fire. <laughs> All you do at convent is put a cross in your... Anyway, um, she becomes known as La Maupin. And I was like, they made such a big deal of this. This is her name, La Maupin. So I looked it up. And it either means difficult passage or bad pine tree. I mean, neither neither of That writes itself. It writes itself. But there's a bit more drama before we can conclude our tale. Julie attends a court ball in men's clothing and she kisses a woman openly on the dance floor. Wow. Were they cool with that? Were they good with that? I think some of them were. (laughs) I think that there was like one person. (laughs) (laughs) The same person from the pub. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was standing over the burning body. <laughs> Monsieur Le Slow Clap. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a stereotype, isn't it, that the French are very romantic oh, and yeah. very like, yeah, just crack on. Yeah, they're a bit more free love. Hmm. Well, some people didn't make a big deal of it, but she was challenged to a duel by three different noblemen who were not having it. They were the les incels. But they're a small, like... Is that like a French incel? Yeah. Okay, oh, is that the joke? Balls are very big, (laughs) and that is a very small percentage of people at the ball. It's a bit like when people complain strictly about both the blokes dancing together. It's a very small fraction of the actual audience. And they're just ruining it for everyone else. Thank you to the one woman who really appreciated my strictly reference. (laughs) Everybody else was sat there like, that's a weird Venn diagram. Like, the overlapping of drunk women solving crime listeners and strictly... No? No. No, not... Like, no one, do you guys not watch Strictly? No. What do you think happens? It's like three. Okay, all right. All right. I I do want to go to my mother-in-law's. That's like how we bond. Strictly? I feel like it's the language that unites us. You could say homophobia. (laughs) I mean, not really, but no. Just for her. (laughs) Um, What do you think happens with these three noblemen who challenge her? She well, kicks their ass. If, yeah, if just one at a time, she kicks her ass. If it's all together, they're going to kill her. <laughs> she, she takes them on all at once and she oh. beats them. Yeah! Oh, that's <laughs> Julie! 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh, holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> and it is at this juncture. Now <laughs> you like her at the Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good story. Although that no, she'd like, be in Oh, she beat three men, all right. <laughs> so the downside of this she beats them um but king louis had control freaks they can't handle it king louis had by now outlawed duels so she's oh they get her on a technicality yeah yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, th- this is her, dueling is her tax evasion sort oh. of thing. She's forced to flee to Brussels, um, and there, just a bit of color, she has an affair with the elector of Bavaria, which I didn't understand because it's like Bavaria, and then I was like, I don't want to learn about this. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Truman, Dor- no, it's not in the song, so I'm not. Someone called us well-researched the other day. <laughs> that was in print, that was in a newspaper. You've done Shame. enough, you've Shame. done enough learning, Taylor, it's yeah. fine. I have. The reason I share it. this is just because... Um, <laughs> This, this is a man she's dating, that's the elector, and apparently he just found her a bit much, so he offered her 40,000 francs. <laughs> and that's he, not me, that's the character of me at the opera. That's, that's no, 17th no, that's century. Fine. Yeah. That's fine. But he, he offers her 40,000 francs to leave him alone. Fucking <laughs> hell! I mean, like, wow. Oh, my God. If I had 40,000 francs for every time I was a bit much, oh, my God. I would be rich with outdated currency. Oh. Does she accept the money? I yes, so. it's money, and she's on the run. Yeah, you do. Yeah, she does not accept <gasps> the money. Oh, wow. I mean, she's born into privilege, right? Like she can lean on that badass oh, scene yes. in the movie. She's like, I can access money elsewhere, but no, she throws the coins at his feet. <gasps> wow. And she's a badass. I like her. Yeah. Yes. And, and also, then, if forty thousand francs is like in coins, it's not actually that much, I guess. I I'm also thinking about like <laughs> that. Really, hurts how much? She you, how that. much money it would take? Like to forty quid, alone. probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's forty quid. Fuck off. All right, see the bet. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm off. I'm off. That's like that's you know that's oh god. It's a night, I can, isn't it? I can spend one. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I um, could eat forty quid worth of takeaway, and now you're all sat there thinking, "Well, which takeaway? How much? How much could you get?" Before he quit quite a lot. Yeah. Oh, mate, you get two takeaways. Yeah, I could get, oh, I could get two. Sorry. Let's, okay, let's talk about this after. <laughs> no, this is funny. I, I, my source for this, because I, I did do a surprising amount of research for this, because this woman is a legend. So there are a lot of sources which just, there are stories that go off in directions. You're like, is this real? So I actually found this historian's blog, and I'll, I'll say her name at the end, because she wrote a book about this woman. So she actually gathered all the stuff that is verified. Because cool. I was like, I want to tell the real story. I don't want it to be, you know, the, whatever. The, so, the men going, she was hot, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she briefly, I'll just summarize what happened. She winds up working as a maid very briefly to someone called Countess Marino, who's in Madrid. It's, sources say she stomped off to Madrid in a huff. I'm like, like <laughs> that you was can't a- stomp the whole way to Madrid. <laughs> oh, that that's is tiring. Yeah. It's really tired. It's going right? to hurt your heels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she resented this countess so much that apparently she did her hair one day and she just put radishes in the back and said, you're finished. And uh, the countess couldn't see. And then everyone laughed at her and she just took off. Wow. <laughs> Rich her. people are weird. Wow. That is. You know, like, <laughs> like, oh, I'll get, I know I'll get revenge. Radishes. <laughs> that's like, that's got a bit mean girls. Root veg. <laughs> So it's like Mean Girls, sixteen hundreds. Get the radishes. <laughs> Write it in the book. Julie gets pardoned once again. They're like, eh, dueling. It's fine. We have bigger fish to fry, as Katie pointed to with history and stuff. Stuff's going on. Um, oh. Yeah, and yeah. also in this blog, there was this quick summary, like, she also became infatuated with a soprano, tried to kill herself, threatened to blow up the Duchess of Luxembourg's oh, no. brains out, and ended up in court for attacking her landlord. Like, she just summed <laughs> it up. I'm like, classic Julie. Um, I mean, that could be a that movie on its own. All over. So to finish it off... Um, her- You're right to avoid her at the Christmas party. <laughs> Her final, her final relationship with with a woman who is known as the most beautiful woman in France. Yeah, of course she uh, was. Go, yeah. Julie. <laughs> I mean, go on, the, Jules. Go on, time. Madame la Marquise de Florensac. Oh, yeah. well, you'd, have to, you'd have to be fit if you had a name like that. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you got to live up to your name, don't you? If you She's no to- Sue. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Was it happily ever after for these two? Your final question. Mm, wait, we've had a suicide attempt in the meantime. Yeah, but there was just oh, classic. That's just Julie, Julie being Julie. 
That's awful, isn't it? I mean, I want it to be happily ever after. I'm going to go yes because I want it to be that. Mm. You kind of said that it had a happy ending and then you were like, Mm. right at the end, it doesn't have a happy ending. But Mm. I feel... No, I think this is the love actually. Yeah, this is the love actually ending. Everything goes really weird. Terribly right. scripted. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the love. Uh, I'm gone. I'm gone. Uh, okay, uh, we'll talk later. This, I think this is the Laura Liddy ha- ending. Yeah, like anyone clever Where everybody else gets, gets the happy ending, apart from. Oh, actually, Emma Thompson, apart from the two brilliant women characters. The women with lines get fucked. Yeah, Emma Thompson, Laura Liddy, like, oh, we'll just forget about you. You're going to shit ending. But everybody else, with the weird guy from my family, gets to bang all the hot women. Yeah. Why does what? he get the happy ending? What about Laura Linney who does all these amazing things and Emma Thompson yeah. who's brilliant and raises these kids? Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yes. so pleased. Yeah. I'm so pleased because I was terrified you're going to be like, hang on, that's the best film ever. And I was oh, like, they no. don't have time. I watch it every Christmas though. Uh, well, that's fine. No, I've got no problem with that. No it's problem. very emotionally oh. manipulative. So it it's a yes and no. I mean, in God a way, as happily as you can live. I feel with <laughs> I'm just sing this over the ending. <laughs> Women know your limits. <laughs> they do Focus end up together and they spend. I don't know the words to you. And everybody say, I'll make you so sure about it. God only knows what I feel. Read it, read the end. Oh, I love Manchester. They can sing. That was really good, everybody. You guys can just break into fucking song. You're amazing. Hannah, okay. stand up. Can you run at her? Oh. Like, you're Martina McCutcheon and she's you, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I you, Grant? <laughs> I mean, he's sexy. He's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll be Hugh gone. Sorry, sorry. I want to know what happens to Julie. I genuinely do. I'm yeah. very emotionally invested. Okay. We need to. Yeah. <laughs> we need closure. They move to Brussels because there's a very like lechy man trying to pursue her. So they flee to Brussels wow. where they're safe and they have two blissful years living together there. Um, but then tragically. Uh, her girlfriend dies of a fever. Oh. Um, there was there was no cowpole back then. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So Julie, it's a, it's a funny ending. She's so distraught that she goes back to a convent. Oh, okay. What's a twist, isn't it? I know. <laughs> what lives Just, out her final years in a convent? She lives out, dies in a convent at the age of thirty-three. <gasps> oh, but. Holy shit! shit. Fucking shit. Did all this? <laughs> I love that. It's the rumble of water. <laughs> so what guys, the fuck? I need to crack on. So in a way, it's sort of like a whoa, what an ending. But I feel like we need to raise a glass to a woman who definitely lived on her own terms. Oh. Julie. Here's to Julie. 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 <laughs> Julie. <laughs> Julie, the bad pine tree. <laughs> right now, we just have time to ask: Does anyone in the crowd have a crime that they've been victim of that they'd like us to skillfully? Ooh, here come the lights. <laughs> skillfully solve in seven minutes or less, <laughs> and don't make it too sad because that kills the room. <laughs> oh, oh, hand yeah. up! Come on up! British going. <laughs> Thank Yay! you. This is your microphone. This is your microphone. Hello. What's Hello. your name? Oh my God, she's wearing a showbiz top too. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, we're the showbiz ones. Welcome. What's your name? Leah. Hi, Leah. Thank you so much for offering to come up here. Tell us your story. I learned to drive at a very, very, very late age. And uh, the first car I got, oh, I've run. (laughs) (laughs) Down is the worst. It is underrated. What did you drive? (laughs) What a wasted opportunity. The first car I got was like a vintage 1980s Mazda. It was boxy and it was beautiful. And I loved it so much. But I forgot the thing about 1980s vintage Mazdas is you can break into them with a spoon. (laughs) So I woke up one morning and went out and I got my kid ready for school and I was out and I was right okay off we go and I couldn't remember where I'd parked my car it must be down the street and it wasn't anywhere it wasn't anywhere and it was gone what happened to my car guys (gasps) oh wow 
Okay. Where uh, was this? Joyriders. Outside my house in Salford. Okay. Well. Uh, so- <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> It could be anybody here. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody want to confess? Uh, do you know car. what we'll do? We're going to get the people downstairs to be, would the owner of a 1987 Mazda please report? Do you know what I genuinely, my mind went to when you were like, you could break into it with a spoon. I was just imagining like a guy breaking in, just holding a spoon. Just being like, but you, you mean have, he can Did you, can you have one of those amazing, it. you don't see them very often anymore. You know, the things that lock arms. Across your steering I wheel. I did. I did have, did one, have one of those. those? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was not. And they that was, got it was through fully it. Locked on. The doors were locked. I thought I was kind of safe because I thought maybe hot wiring a car was a lost art. <laughs> well, you already see it in movies, don't you? Yeah. You don't see it really. But I think. I think it must have been somebody's dad. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because of the car. I'm trying to make him with his son. <laughs> but like, come on! I'll Are show you, you how we used to do it. <laughs> Well, that just sound like, like a Salford family day out. <laughs> Come on, son. Let's go out wire a car. Sunday afternoon, then we'll feed the ducks. <laughs> like, the thing is, like, so when I, when I was a kid, our family car got stolen by joyriders, but it turned up in a field. Like, they rode around, and then it was just in a field all burnt out, you know? But yours never turned up. No, well, so um, I thought I would try calling the police. So I was on, yeah. the, on hold to the police for an hour and then they didn't pick up. So I just cycled to the police station. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then I got there and they were like, do you want an insurance number? And I was like, oh, all right. By the way, don't ever, ever tell the insurance company that your car's been stolen. Because even if you find it yeah. and you don't claim, they will increase uh, your insurance premium. Oh, no. Five years ago, Bastards. Oh, yeah. God. So then I asked the police. Fuck and they you, didn't know. Sheila's wheels. <laughs> <laughs> but then I asked Facebook and they did know. <gasps> no! Facebook yeah. knew! Well, Mark Zuckerberg himself. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mark Zuckerberg. That guy Zuckerberg. knows. That guy's got a lot of fingers and a lot of pies. <laughs> he knows what too happened? much. Um, there's a special Facebook group for my local area in Salford and I posted a photograph of my car and then I, like within an hour I had a call from a guy saying, I know where you car is. <gasps> The was three Facebook. o'clock in the morning. My car was because it was so old. It used to make this like I'm going to back away from the microphone for this. He used to make this noise when he tried to switch it on. And so he'd heard this noise, he'd look down, and there was these three lads, um, like trying to start the car. Obviously, they'd started it, they'd got it down the hill. And it stopped, and it started oh. again. And it was noise, and so he scared them off. It's like like cool big sulfur guy, and wow. um, and so he phoned me up, and we went for a little look around, and it, they just dumped it in, <gasps> in the street. Right oh back. wow! No. So you got it back? Yeah, it's it's like mouldy in my garden now. Oh, oh happy ending! Well, well, it's, it's the same kind of ending. It's like okay, <laughs> that's yeah, so. But that's, I know. I can't, that's kind of cool that Facebook were like the police, but they're not. Freaks me out that Facebook were like the police. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, definitely. Facebook has out policed the police. We're in trouble, people. That yeah. is not a good situation. Wow. They did actually, Facebook found a pram. My pram got stolen at the back of my car. Really? And the Levy Massive, because I live in Levy's um, The Levy Massive mums, within three hours, found it. No. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They don't, like, this, this one mum just took charge. Not like, not one of us! <laughs> <laughs> and it like found my problem. That's amazing. Yeah. You may take our freedom, but you will never take our problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm so glad there's other Facebook vigilante I'm, groups. <laughs> I am feel so like I can sleep at night. That you still have your moldy Mazda. That's yeah. great. But also, please have a bottle of Prosecco on us. Yay! Thank you, Michelle. What a great story. Yay! Yeah. You see, guys, that's how you do it. She had a beginning, a middle, an end. That was We're going to need another one, so you got to beat that. Yeah, you've got the interval to think of a crime. Ooh. Or become a victim of one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Hannah. <laughs> Hello. So, Katie, All right. we've got just enough time to ask. Yes. Is there anything that you would like to plug? That's a weird thing to ask a pregnant woman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, ask me in March. Um, <laughs> uh, you can follow me and stuff if you want. Uh, yeah. Do you know, like, Instagram and Twitter and all that shit. What's your handle? At Katie Mulg. Uh, and on Instagram, it's Mulgatron. But if you follow me on Instagram, it's, it's just, like, it's generally just food and, like, <laughs> and, like, pictures of my 
four-year-old. Okay. I'd like that. Yeah. Th- I mean, so food yeah, again, you're like, pedophiles. Again, again, food. Like, <laughs> and if any d- of you are pedophiles that like food. <laughs> <laughs> My kid is really good looking. So, so sorry. <laughs> it's the worst way to end a podcast. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Maybe. Tell us about your Edinburgh show. No, wow. let's end it on. Let's end it on. Wow. You might well, be doing. You I, might, be doing. I might be doing Edinburgh show next year, but um, it's yeah. So if you if you're going to be Edinburgh next year, come and, come and see it. <laughs> see if, see if it happens. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> see if it happens. But that's great. That's great. And do you have any plans to give birth to a human anytime soon? Yeah, in or? March. Nice. So. You can't come to that though. <laughs> 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 Imagine, like my husband was like, "Why, why right. are all these people here?" I was like, "I just <laughs> invited them." It's just really great content. <laughs> We're going to record this for a podcast. <laughs> Drunk women, <laughs> birthing children. I just I pictured know. you like shouting Coco Pops during a contraction. <laughs> like, Coco Pops. Right. Katie, you've been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Thank oh, you so thank much you for having me. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.